0: What's up, everybody? we got 10 minutes here with Mr. Ryan Muckinhern, Mark Boardman, and myself to talk about the 22-250 round. We discussed, uh, what was it, the 243 not long ago with Ryan, and a lot of people suggested and requested that we talk about the 22-250 of all cartridges. That's the one that I saw the most requests for. And so we're back in here. Ryan, can you give us, like, a brief breakdown, the etymology perhaps of what even is the 22-250 Remington?
1: It's a commercialized Wildcat and a darn successful one at that.
0: Okay. What's the what's the point of it? What's it similar to? What was it based off of? In
1: previous podcasts, we've talked about the golden era of metallic cartridge reloading, which was the 1950s to the 1960s and 70s, right? So post-World War II, you know, guys coming back and and like commercial, well, not commercial, excuse me, but like private reloading sessions popping up. We've got companies like Lee coming out with great reloading presses and Hornady coming on the scene with commercially available ammunition and reloading components, things like this. And guys started taking existing cases that had been on the marketplace for some time. In this case, the 250 Savage. This is where the 250 and 22250 comes from, which in its day was also a remarkable round. And we started fiddling with it and towards... I wanna say it was like nineteen sixty five is when it eventually got adopted or commercialized. But
2: Mark's fact checking this I'm, on his uh, printed out Wikipedia. Well, page. And I'll I'll be honest, it's reverse fact checking because I'm seeing if this is correct, <laughs> not if Ryan is correct. Okay.
1: We've talked about it before. Necking something down seems to just make it better, right? Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. Why yeah. don't they just do
1: that from the factory? So let's let's actually back up. 250 Savage was a really cool rimless cartridge designed very early in the nineteen, I want to say it was in the nineteen teens, nineteen twenties. The two fifty Savage came out for use in the Savage ninety nine, which was a cool lever action gun. Had a rotary magazine, oh. light years ahead of his time. Propelled an eighty seven grain bullet at three thousand feet per second,
0: and it was called the two fifty oh. three thousand Savage. That's right. You mean back in that day,
2: back
1: they were in the propelling
0: a, a cartridge at three thousand yeah. feet per second.
1: So, this, this schooled. Look at that. This schooled. At the time, the quarter boards that were available were like 25, 35, which was a high step in cartridge for a lever gun. Savage comes out with the model 99. Uh, and they chamber it in this hot rod 250, 3000 Savage. Um, Charles Newton, I believe, is a guy who did the 250 Savage. Somebody.
0: It's
2: Isaac Newton, but keep okay. going.
1: <laughs> um,
0: anyway. That was uh, the light bulb guy, right?
1: Oh. 22 caliber stuff. Center fires anyways, had been on the scene already, uh, f- and for some time with like two eighteen B and and similar stuff, twenty two Hornet, hmm. and guys were figuring out like, hey, we can get a really cool flat shooting cartridge by necking this two fifty three thousand Savage down to twenty two caliber. This is also coinciding with the availability of, of variable powered rifle scopes or higher powered rifle scopes. Not, we're talking not like those old eight X Malcolms that were like the length of a, a 1870 Yeah, eighteen yeah. seventy. Externally adjusted. Right. Yeah. We're talking like the old Weaver K series and Redfield's on the scene and Leopold's on the scene. They're coming out with these great variable powered rifle scopes and varminting became a thing. We're oh. out hunting rock chucks and and prairie dogs and coyotes and things like this. And it became a really popular pastime. And out of that born the twenty two to fifty.
0: Okay, so that's kind of its main use then is for primarily varminting yeah. and coyote yep. and yep. Pred- you know stuff like that. Yep. Okay. And back then, were people shooting this cartridge out of the Model 99 or were they shooting out of a whole variety of things that they are like somebody, when somebody hot rods or wildcats a cartridge, they also have to kind of wildcat a gun right. too, right?
1: So the 22 250, not in the 99 of that. Time more bolt guns, so okay, yeah, you know, Remington 700s, Winchester Model 70s, Ruger 77s later on, you know, things like that. You know, we really got into the good old days of, of quality bolt guns coming out.
2: I've got a little factoid here Procure. if it isn't, if it is in fact true in my uh well, online research, TV's it got. says in 1963, the Browning Arms Company, great company, started to chamber its Browning high power rifle in the 22250. At the time, a wildcat cartridge. This was a risky yet historical move on Browning's part as there was no commercial production of the 22250 at the time. So there wasn't an they, ammo company making ammo. But they Browning went out said, and said, We like it. We're going to make it. There's
0: enough weird dudes in their basement making this thing that we're going to, gosh darn it, make a commercially available rifle for it.
2: Awesome. That was a
0: good rifle. That's cool. Yes. Viability today, the
1: .22-250, is one of the most popular coyote and prairie dog rounds out there it offers enough over a 223 for a coyote hunter especially when you're hunting like northern coyotes they're larger right they're big critters they get pretty hided up in the winter the velocity advantage to a 22 250 over a 223 is pretty significant and you can push heavier constructed
0: Mm -hmm. bullets and that kind of thing at relatively high velocities. And it does a number on a coyote. What's the actual cartridge size like compared to a 223? And the, is that the one that you compare it to most closely? Yeah.
1: Um, it's closer to a 243 than yeah. it is a, a 223. So if you oh. look at a 243 and a 250 side by side, they're very close. So in interest- I mean, a
2: 243 almost at times looks like, well, actually, you can neck that down because you can shoot like 55 grainers out of a 243. Right, and there's but.
1: a cartridge called a 22 Cheetah, which is a neck down 243, which is, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's some some wild stuff. But uh, if you, yeah, you look at, if you look at like a 243, which is a 308-based case, compare it with a 22-250, which is a three or 250 Savage-based case. We also recall the 300 Savage, which came from the 250 Savage, which bore the 308. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's like a wild circle there. Uh-huh. A lot of numbers here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Ryan, so, is this
2: is this correct though? We're talking about it on this little chart here. It's saying a fifty-five grain bullet being pushed at three thousand seven hundred eighty-six feet per second. That's oh. a stout load. Holy smokes! That's that'd, a that'd be a be a stout load. It doesn't. Okay. Yeah, it's that's, that's moving. But is that average, or is that somebody that's got that thing like super crazy hot? I mean, I I don't I'd,
1: know. I'd have to look at some load data. Um, I actually have never owned a 22250 because why? Well, it
0: seems so up your up your like your alley. It's like small, and it's it seems like it'd be something that's very like uh, fine whiskey or something like that. You the know? twenty-two
1: two fifty is more like the the white claw of. Oh, whoa! Yeah, because yeah. Com- comments
0: below. You know what? Oh. Because
1: I shoot a two forty three. So if I'm going to subject myself to that level of recoil in that class of case, I'm just going to shoot a two forty three, and then I'm going to take take advantage of. What's
0: it. recoil like on a two twenty two two fifty compared to a two forty three? A little bit less, but
1: it's we're pretty close. They're both well over a two twenty
0: three.
1: Yeah. So right.
0: you know, you want, well more recoil than a two twenty three? Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: yep. But both are a substantial gain over two twenty three. So okay. when I
0: was well, either way in everything's all relative, we're still talking about something that's like probably even suitable for beginner shooters. Oh definitely. Oh, as far yes. as recoil
2: goes, it's not gonna you know, you're not talking about getting put on your butt. I, yeah. I wish I'd been here for that two forty three talk because talk about, in my opinion, an unsung cartridge. The original six millimeter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We discussed yet, that.
0: We're on two twenty t- twenty two two fifty mark. Okay? I'll say
1: I'll say this though. Um, in the time I've been around being a reloader and then working in this industry um, and being like a, 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 an enthusiastic hunter and, and outdoors person, 22250 has gotten a little bit of flack. Really?
2: Um, and in what way?
1: People are forgetting what it's capable of when you load it with a really appropriate bullet. So, like our friends at Hornady, our friends at Barnes, our friends at Nosler make these real tough bullets. In 22 caliber, and they make them specifically for like deer and antelope hunters. Mm-hmm. And a 70 green Barnes or or a, a Hornady GMX or a Nosler Acubond in a 22-250 would be
0: a lightning bolt on antelope and deer. Right. What what kind of like uh, what kind of twist rate do you need on a barrel to to spin something that big? Ah, uh, you're looking at like a one and nine, one and eight. And are you burning barrels out fairly? consistently on these things, similar to like people do with 6.5 mords versus 308s, I, I you know, because it's hot?
1: I wouldn't say, you know, go load your 22250 250 up with some 70, 75-grainers and then go take it to the Prairie Dog Town and expect it to last as long as perhaps your 55-grain load. Yeah. But, I mean, for application and use, if you wanted a very light recoiling, hyper-accurate,
0: hyper-velocity deer and antelope round, a 22250 250 with an appropriate bullet is not a terrible choice. No, with twenty seconds left, what's the long range capability on a twenty two two fifty? Obviously, it's a small bullet. Yep. So it's going to get pushed around a lot. I mean, I know I
1: know a lot of like diehard coyote hunters that that's a four hundred yard gun for them for okay. a coyote, rig. and if you load it with the right bullet, like the long range capability of a twenty two two fifty is amazing with a high BC like ninety grain bullet, thousand yards. Have fun. Not, not for not for hunting, but for target.
0: Ninety yeah. grain. Yeah.
2: For as long as I can remember, and have been into guns when people talk about a varmint round. 22 to 22-250. Absolutely. But, oh. like you're saying, other apps, too. True. I like it. Well, there's 10 minutes, folks.
0: Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think about the 22-250, and if there are other cartridges you'd like to hear about. Uh, loved hearing those suggestions. So, hit us up on Instagram and anywhere else you can
2: get a hold of us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy hunting and shooting. Bye. See ya. Bye.